Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine, and we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Episode 73, how to stop losing yourself in love since Kate and I, for all of the many years that we have been doing dating and relationship coaching, this is quite possibly the core thread of what set in motion the bullshit of the fairy tale, the pain points for women in dating and relationship. And we are so excited to talk to you today about this. And I just have to say that this is and this is being recorded after going almost two weeks without being connected to you, Kate, and your birthday adventure and life in Costa Rica. It is so nice to see your face. I hope you had the best birthday week. I hope everybody listened to your episode. And did you hear from people from the podcast on your birthday? Yes, I got a lot of love. Thank good. you so much. <laughs> it felt so good. It was the best birthday week. And it mm-hmm. felt, yeah, so powerful being in such a beautiful, magical, divinely feminine place. It's just been, yeah, just blessing after blessing. And like, I had a lot of shit come up in the beginning when I first got here, which I think is part of like the feminine in Costa Rica. It's just, it's the jungle. It just stirs stuff up and I moved through it. And now I'm sort of experiencing the magic and the flow. And yeah, it's been such a special time. I'm so glad. I might stay forever. (laughs) Well, a lot of people from Canada that live in Costa Rica. (laughs) That would be more than fine. And both of us have lots of experience with losing ourselves in love and relationships. So, absolutely. Here we go, my dears. How to stop losing yourself in love. I always think about. Like long before we even consider the personal childhood wounding that sets us in motion, like now we're right in the fairy tale, right? We're right in the fairy tale. You get swept off your feet, sail into the sunset, living happily ever after with somebody else deciding the direction that you're going. So it's really easy to lose yourself in love when you literally don't know who you are and you don't know where you're going in your life. That's what sets this in motion. If you don't even have a relationship with yourself first, you're waiting for somebody else to tell you who to be, what to do, where to go. And then we wonder why our relationships fall apart. Totally. Yeah, I feel like, It's like losing yourself in love. Every time I hear a woman ask that question, most of the, most of the women I've worked with who have that challenge never had themselves to begin with. It's like you had yourself when you were little, you got conditioned who to be, then you checked all the boxes and followed all the rules of how to succeed in life based on the fairy tale, based on the script that somebody handed us. And so like, if you didn't spend years uncovering who you really are and getting to know the magic of your own soul, which is what we talk about on every episode, (laughs) if you, if you haven't dated yourself, if you haven't got to know yourself, 
and got to know what lights you up and what you love and who you are and what needs to be cleared out of the way so that you can be even open to love, then of course you're going to be susceptible to feeling like you lose your sense of self in love. And having worked with so many divorced women, that this is one of the number one reasons why they get divorced is because they wake up one day and they just feel like, wait, who am I? I'm a mother. I'm like, they identify with all these labels. I'm a wife. I'm a PTA, whatever meeting person. I'm a this, I'm a that. I'm a CEO. I'm all these things, all these roles for other people. And this is the wound of the, one of the greatest wounds of the feminine, the self-sacrifice, or I'm everything to everybody but myself. So of course, you're not going to feel a solid sense of self. Of course, you're not going to feel rooted and anchored within you. And you'll wake up one day feeling like, oh my God, I lost myself because you weren't anchored in yourself to begin with. And it's the real, once you realize that you're lost, right? And I know you say this too, like our soul actually is always trying to call us home, right? Like I really believe right, this whole thing, we are already whole, you are already complete. The path of discovering who you are, you don't find in a book. You actually, the second you realize, like if you're listening to this podcast and can say to yourself like, whoa, I totally lose myself in relationships, that awareness in and of itself is now starting to be the soul, the soul of who you are is coming online. And I think in regards to the fairy tale, we have a lot of ideas because this is the conversations I'm having with clients and, and my women in my dating program, Open to Love. We don't have a society that actually knows how to maintain individuality while yeah. being connected. Relationship yeah. is either we merge and together we lose ourselves in service to the we, or we have me, 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 me. It's all about my needs, what I want, what I want to have, you know, the experience yeah. in my relationship, totally not aware of the other person. Yes. And in order to even know if you are loved, you have to know who you are right? You, if you have to be, be, you want to find the love of your life, start loving who you are, but then recognizing you actually have to be who you are in order to experience the kind of relationship you want. Otherwise, who the hell are they loving? Yes. Right? A, a sh the sacrificer, the shell of a person, like some image that they've made. And then we wonder why our relationships feel so empty. Mm. And my pattern was always, I, all I cared about was having somebody so yeah. I wasn't even aware of whether or not, like, yes, it was driven by the need to be liked. It was more just like any attention would do. And I have a lot of people laughing right now and open to love about that. Like anyone will do attitude. Yeah. Like, oh, are you breathing? Great. Yeah. Like, Great. have you looked in my direction for longer than 30 seconds? Like, sure, I'll marry you. Right. Yeah. You like me. Okay. Right. You like me, that must mean we're meant to be together. Right. Which is if they, how can they even like you if they don't know who you are? Yes. Yeah. Right. And so the path, the first path to not losing yourself in relationship is to start asking yourself better questions about who you are. Yes. Right. What do I like? What do I not like? What feels good to me? And what doesn't feel good to me? What am I passionate about? Like, I always start there with clients too. Like, tell me about what you care about in the world, right? What moves you? Who do you want to help? Like we all have causes and things that matter to us and things we're passionate about. But of course, nobody ever shares that on a date. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Like we just try to be good girls and not really own our opinions or own what we love or own what we desire. Want to know the secret to getting a second date? Actually own 
the movies that you like, the music that you like, don't have passive answers like, oh, I don't know. Someone actually has to feel you. And then you get clarity too. Like when you're standing, I think like right now there's such polarization happening in the planet and there always is always, always, always. But like when you are just true, not from a trying to prove yourself, not trying to convince the other person to be like you, but just honest, like honesty is one of the greatest gifts to bring to dating. And if you scare him away, great. That means he's not for you. Like you want, when you're dating, you want to bring yourself fully, bring all of you to the table so that if they get scared away, you know, okay, you're not for me. Like vulnerability and honesty and realness about what's true for you right now, what's happening for you right now, who you are, what you love. Like actually, like, I mean, dating for the most part is, is like a job interview. And then it ends up being this intellectual thing or this mind thing, as opposed to a soul thing or a heart thing. And then we don't really get to know someone's soul and also coming from open-hearted curiosity to get to know them rather than what happens. And it's so perfect because I'm in the middle of my expanded love masterclass right now, where I teach the five saboteur archetypes. And I was actually thinking all of the saboteur archetypes play into this. Um, but the fantasy addict is sitting there projecting a story onto the person. So you're not actually building real connection and real intimacy and real, even if this is someone you don't see yourself being in a romantic relationship or you don't feel attraction, it's an opportunity to connect. It's an opportunity to meet another human and get to know them and, and be, you know, curious about who this person is and, what they believe in and what their life has been. And, um, and so the fantasy addict will just paint a story like, oh, okay. So he's handsome. He's successful. Okay. And, and and the fantasy addict will also tell a story about themselves. That's not really real. That's like, that's like putting themselves on a pedestal to try and like put off this facade. And that's also a little bit of the shapeshifter. The shapeshifter is like, look at me. I'm perfect. I remember back in the day when I used to, my saboteur used to date for me, I would like eat way less food than I normally would eat. Like I would have like a bite and I would eat Mm. so slow. And like, like I was a bird and guys always used to be like, Oh my God, you're like a bird. And, and I was like, in, in my head, it was like, that was a good thing because women are supposed to be tiny. (laughs) There's this, Oh my gosh, Catherine Ryan, this stand-up comedian. She's a feminist. She's from Canada. She's fucking hilarious. I don't know her. She has she has a Netflix show and she also has lots of um, stand-ups on Netflix as well. And she lives in the UK um, and her most recent Netflix show is called um, The Glitter Room. And she talks about how women, she talks about the the women in the, um, like Megan and Kate in the um, royal family, how they're so tiny. She met them in real life and she was like, oh my God, it's like women are supposed to be tinier and tiny, like literally physically shrinking and trying to be tiny and trying to like, you know, our voices are smaller often. And, you know, I've worked with clients where after they come to the immersion, their voice changes, that my voice changed once I really dropped into who I am. It used to be like this. I used to be sugar and spice and everything nice in this like small squished version of myself. And that's what the old paradigm does to women. That's what patriarchy does to women is that we need to be a certain way in order to get love, in order to be chosen. You have to have the perfect outfit. You have to say the perfect things. You have to 
impress this person in order to be chosen old fucking paradigm. You're not on a date to get chosen. You are on a date to connect with a soul and you don't even know the reason why. So to be able to just bring your fullest self, show up feeling good within yourself, feeling filled up within yourself. If you don't cancel the fucking date, if you feel depleted and like desperate for attention, Mm -hmm. cancel the date, like show up feeling filled up and allow this other person to see who you really are. And if they don't like it, good. Bye. Right. Good information. And we're the reason we behave all, all of those ways is because of the fear of abandonment, Yeah. right? Like childhood fear, but you're abandoning yourself all day long. And like, that's when the fear of abandonment starts to shift and you become no longer willing to abandon yourself, which looks like saying yes, when you mean no, you abandon yourself and you push yourself and push your body. I've just had a full day of work. I don't really want to go on the date. And I force myself to go on the date. Right. Mm -hmm. Or you go out with someone you don't actually like, but you're just so afraid of being alone. So you end up with them and then you wonder why you've lost yourself. Like that's not how this works. And you abandon yourself. And and this was a big conversation lately too. You abandon yourself when you're avoiding what you actually need. So in open to love, I said to women, I said, half of you actually need to stop fucking dating. Stop. Totally. Lead the apps, yes. stop and get to know yourself. And the other half of you need to actually fucking start. Oh, and I saw like the real. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Actually, like get out there and start meeting people because that's the practice too. Like, yeah. so much, how much I learn how to not lose it myself by practicing remaining connected to myself as I do things. Right. Everybody like, okay, I'll never lose myself in relationship again. I'll just be single the rest of my life. And that'll be easier rather than watch how you behave with friends. Like every relationship is a playground, right. For learning about yourself. Every experience is a playground for learning about yourself. And if you haven't already listened to sacred, sexy boundaries with Amy Pomensky, go back to that episode because not losing yourself starts with boundaries too. Right. Having an identity, knowing who you are. And I feel like we gave this suggestion before, but one of the first, at least for me, one of the most powerful things I ever did was actually write out who do I think I'm supposed to be? Like, I'm thinking about this as you just talked about, like small, dainty, delicate, like no opinions, right? Like just get honest. Okay. Who do I think I'm supposed to be? That can actually be your path to discovering who you are because authenticity is the practice to being who you are, not who you think you're supposed to be. And we all have that crap. Like, and this is, this is both of us. I mean, we, if we have, what's our episode, right? Like the worst dating advice out there, like so much of what you and I get fired up about is all the bullshit dating advice, which right now is mostly about who you think you're supposed to be. Tells you to not be who you are. If you just do this thing or say this thing rather than the essence of who you are and a lot. and And of course, if you're not already in Kate's masterclass, go get over there because people think who they are is their saboteur. Is there, yes. When I work with women, you majority of women, like 98% of their life is their saboteur. Sometimes like, 75. Well, this is who I am. Yeah. And we just think it's who we are and we think there's nothing we can do about it. And we think that, you know, this is just our luck or this is just, you know, how we are. And it's, it's protection. It's not who you are. And knowing your saboteur intimately is essential for dating and for relationships. Like it, and for your life, right? your everything. Life. <laughs> My saboteur showed up when I first got here. It was like, 
when I met all my new friends, I have one friend in Costa Rica, as you know, who I came to visit and she had a whole community here because she's been here all like since December. And so I plugged into her community and I noticed Regina, my saboteur showing up like, oh, like they, I don't think they like you yet. You got to prove like how cool you are, like how good, like how, whatever you, whatever, what you do, you have to like prove it to them. And I kept catching her. Like, it's so powerful to know your saboteur protective mechanisms. Cause then it's about not letting her lead and not letting her hijack you, not letting this part of you take over. And yeah, I mean, God, it happens so much in dating and relationships. And then women, you know, I think of another aspect of the saboteur is the controller. And this is really powerful. Women have the controller and often they end up married or in a significant relationship where they feel like they're, they're, husband or partner is their child. Like if they have children, he's like their teenage son and they're so bitter and so resentful and so exhausted and so frustrated with it. But it's because their saboteur set it up. They, in the beginning, they were over-functioning, they were taking control, they were doing everything for him. And then all of a sudden, one day you wake up and you're like, oh my God, my husband is my son. And this is this is what happens when our protective mechanisms are leading. We end up losing ourselves because it's not you doing the dance in the relationship. We do all these contorted things in the beginning to get love, to get chosen, right? Which is bullshit. That's the old paradigm. And when you like, when it's the new, the new paradigm, it's you're being fully you, they're building, being fully you. And you keep, you keep choosing together. You keep saying yes together. It's not one person choosing you. You don't have to be something else in order to get them. And that's the, the switch, the bait and switch of most dating advice out there is do X, Y, Z to get the guy. Does it work? Yeah. But are you going to end up with the wrong guy? Or are you going to end up really misleading someone because you're like, this is who I am. And then you flip a switch one day and like, actually, this is who I am. And you know, that's why so many relationships don't work. We're not because we're not having the relationship. Exactly. Like like really the the relationship doesn't work because it's just two freaking robots. Exactly. In it. Saboteurs. Yeah. And and it's kind of like like I I like thinking of it's you don't get to have it both ways, right? If if you say you want extraordinary love and you have to take extraordinary risks, which means actually revealing who you are. Like don't don't tell me you want love. Yes. If you're watching all those YouTube videos on how to get a guy, yes. right? You want a pet. You want someone you can control. That that's not love. And and I, it's actually just last night in um, class I talked about that the fairy tale isn't bad if you believe in magic. I hope everybody believes in magic. You and I live the most magical lives, mm-hmm. right? Like you get to have magical love. What you don't get to do is behave like a child and expect it. What you don't get is to not learn how to love or learn about yourself or then make choices that are in service to your soul. The worst of the fairy tale is that it just magically happens, just falls from the sky. And then, you know, you're in love. And then what most people are doing is assuming love is the chemicals that are released in your brain. Remember this happens 
everyone. You uh-huh. have chemicals released in your brain for up to two years in getting to know somebody, by the way, let alone yeah. the first six months. And then you decide that that's what's real. Yes. Right. And like then it's always choose. supposed to be like that. It's always supposed to be like that. A phase, like even in right. a conscious relationship, there's still a version of a honeymoon phase because of the endorphins, because right. of the chemicals, because of the newness. We, I mean, most people, we, I, I two of the top human needs are certainty and uncertainty. So the certainty and often our saboteur or the fear takes over. It's like, oh my God, I want to be with you forever because I want to be certain about this. Even though getting married to someone does not mean you're going to be with them forever. It doesn't guarantee anything. There's no safety in that. So it's like letting the shadow side of that need of certainty lead is going to have you end up making decisions that aren't necessarily aligned with you. And then the uncertainty is the, like the new, the beginning. That's why relationships are so fun in the beginning. And even I'm experiencing it with my new friends here. It's like so cool because they're new and we're getting to know each other. And it's exciting. Me being in Costa Rica is new and exciting. And so like, there's a part of us that needs that. And I mean, knowing that, give that to yourself in many ways in your life, like create the structure and the certainty, but also build in uncertainty. So you're not just looking for it in love because that phase does fade. That phase goes away. And then guess what? You get to experience new experiences with your partner. And there's, new, there's a new phase that you move into while well, the power struggle usually comes up. Like, like, or not, or everybody yeah. breaks up as soon as it be, yeah. love becomes a choice. Well, as soon as the power struggle <laughs> kicks in, that's when a lot of people end up saying, Oh no, this isn't what I signed up for. I'm out. But the power struggle is a very natural phase in a relationship. And that's what a, a, in a conscious relationship is actually turning towards each other and facing that what's coming up and working through it together. And obviously people, most people just don't have the tools or the skills. So they shut down or they fight each other constantly or whatever. And sometimes they still get married. They still like go down the path. And even though they have no idea how to navigate a relationship in a real honest way, like most relationships are just protect our protective mechanisms in charge. It's so wild. So it sounds like over and over again, we keep reminding everybody that radical honesty is the first step to not losing yourself in love. And it's taking an inventory right now of like, how have I actually been behaving, Mm -hmm. right? What, what do I think about myself on a daily basis? And what does my life look like when I'm not dating, right? I'm thinking about how you just described Costa Rica, you know, the happiness is, is sexy, right? Confidence and happiness is super sexy. And if you hate your life when you're not dating, but you're pouring all of your energy into finding the one guess that is, that's the recipe for disaster, right? Rather than what am I doing when I'm not dating? What am I doing when I'm not getting to know people? Cause it's not on a hunt for finding the one, mm-hmm. but hopefully, you know, you have, to, and, and really it's not that once you know yourself, like you're all set. No. Like hopefully our message here is that you spend the rest of your life getting to know yourself. I mean, yes. I'm coming up on seven years with Andrew and we've been, we're actually, um, we just decided to write new vows because mm. at seven years, your cells have all turned over. So you actually are a completely different person. So we're on our wedding anniversary. We're going to re- like make new vows and say, who am I now? Right. And, and we lose that. Like we're chasing the honeymoon phase, which is, I love that you reminded everybody of that, the certainty and uncertainty, but it's also, there's no choice. 
like you're, you actually just run by chemicals. Like love begins when you're empowered around your choices and with knowing your saboteur, you regain choice. I mean, trauma healing is regaining choice. You are not at the affect of the world. You are not at the affect of what somebody else wants to do. Right. And when you reveal yourself and you actually build a relationship on, Oh, I like who you actually are, not my image of you, not my fantasy, not who I think I need you to be so that I never am uncomfortable. And so hopefully, you know, I mean, gosh, there's been so much in this episode, but radical honesty and doing the work to get to know who you are. And then you make a devotion. Like I'm sure you hear this all the time too. the clients who just like, once they fall in love, they abandon all of the things that actually help them feel good. Right. Like they're they, friends. That's like the they're word. friends. They oh stop go- working out. They stop uh, you know, going to bed on time. Like yeah. what? Right. Then what is your relationship based on? It's like quicksand. You're building a relationship. And I I do say that often. It's like you're building a relationship on sand rather than actually laying the foundation for something healthy. Yes. And I think so much of that is because we give the other person credit for how we feel. Your feelings are your own. Like all you are longing for when you're deeply longing for love and it comes your way and you're all lit up by it and you're in that beginning newness honeymoon chemical phase everything that you're feeling is yourself everything that you're longing to feel in relationship in sisterhood in your career is just activating different parts of you it's you you're falling in love with the other person is is an activator and it's like yes of course you can love that they're an activator you can love them but it's actually yourself that you're feeling it's your body it's your pleasure it's your joy it's your vulnerability it's your tenderness it's your expansiveness it's all you and it's so fucking dangerous how the old paradigm teaches us it's the other person every time you turn on the radio and listen to a song or turn on Spotify is like, Oh, I'm nothing without you. I'm longing for you. You're everything. And it's like, no, it's not them. My love it's you. And so remember this, like when you go on those dates, when you fall madly in love, don't fall anchor into it. And remember, thank you so much for activating these beautiful, epic, unbelievable aspects of me. And then, okay, universe, what else activates me in that way? Oh, Costa Rica. Oh, hanging with my sisters and having an ecstatic dance party, doing a cacao ceremony. Like there's a billion trillion things that will activate your soul in the most epic, magical ways. But the fairy tale love story teaches women that the only way we can feel that feeling is in a relationship. And the moment that feeling goes away and we feel our pain that the relationship activates, which is also yours, it's not the other person's, the moment we feel our pain, we think, oh my God, it, what's, it's you, it's your fault. I, what, why don't you feel attracted to me anymore? Why don't I feel turned on anymore? Maybe I need to break up with you. Maybe you need to be different. Maybe, and we do this blame ourselves or blame the other person. And it's only because you were fed a lie that your feelings are because of him. They're simply activated by him. And then anchoring into this and knowing this deeply, my pain is mine, my pleasure is mine, will completely change the way you do relationship. 
And you abandon yourself when you make somebody else responsible for your feelings. Like that is self abandonment and the hot and cold around dating of I'm happy if I get what I want. And then I'm sad if I don't, that's making somebody else responsible for your feelings. Exactly. And the irony that we think that we think that they abandon us, but it's actually us abandoning ourselves over and over and over again. And we're like, oh my God, I don't want him to leave me. I don't want to be abandoned by love or I, he abandoned me. I feel so alone. I feel rejected. No, you're doing it to yourself. It's you who did it, not him. Right. And another supportive episode for this would be how to be rejection proof. So definitely go take a listen to that one. And so many good things, how to stop losing yourself in love at the fairy tale teaches you that love is outside of you. It's like bigger even than just feelings. It's like, I only have love if I have a partner. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Talk about the sellout, like epic fail, keeping women small rather than love is your life. And I, I love hearing you celebrate all the new friends you have in Costa Rica. And I've been connecting with the most phenomenal. I mean, I feel like this is our Voxer back and forth. So like, yeah. I just met this amazing person. I just met this amazing person. Totally. And like, that's what your life gets to be like. So if yes. you don't feel like you're falling in love all day long with yes. other human beings yes. and girlfriends, we can guarantee you that you're not being yourselves. Yeah. We're not some, we don't have some gene that's really special about us. Like you and I just are ourselves. It- everywhere open to people and connected and fall in love everywhere everywhere. and and one of the greatest I was thinking this earlier so I'm glad you brought that back up one of the so on my birthday these seven women it was so powerful my my friends from home including you orchestrated the most magical day for me and did this unbelievable video I sobbed my eyes out watching this video of my my besties reflecting how much I mean to them and and what they love about me. And then these seven women who I just met did the same thing that night. And one of the things that came up multiple times was one of the things that they loved most about me was how real I was and how vulnerable I was and how I was talking about, you know, the stuff that was being stirred up for me. And I, I, even cried on my birthday to these new friends and I processed something that came up and they were just like, it is unbelievable how vulnerable you are. And it just makes me want to be vulnerable and it makes me want to be closer to you and it makes me fall in love with you. And so women think we need to like be perfect and shut all these parts of ourselves down and, you know, be what the man needs us to be or what we think they need us to be. But what builds intimacy in all relationships is you being vulnerable and real and sharing what's true for you. And if someone doesn't like that, or if someone doesn't honor your boundaries, or if someone doesn't, doesn't like your truth and your vulnerability, bye. Yeah. It's not a reflection of your worth or your value or how lovable you are. How out of alignment they are. I, 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 I love the idea of like, just thinking, I mean, even just like picking out clothes, like the t-shirt doesn't feel bad if we don't like it. Like everyone has a different style. Everybody, you go out to dinner, everybody has a different kind of coffee that they like. Some people like tea, some people like coffee and that's just it. It's not good or bad, right or wrong. It's not tea is bad and coffee is bad, but that's what we do to ourselves. And I think that's the external referencing. Like women look for who they are outside first rather than inside, right? I decide who I am. I decide what matters to me. And your birthday post, if you haven't, if you're not already following Kate on Facebook and Instagram, go follow her, follow both of us, be in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. 
you know, have these conversations and, and female friendship, like sisterhood is something that romantic love just can't touch. Like, and that's what so many women are doing, right? We look for one partner to be our everything rather than to learn how to fall in love with your life and to have this big, extraordinary, amazing life. And then you'll choose a partner that adds to your life rather than is the source of your life. So if you found this episode helpful, you know what to do. Share it with the women in your life who need to hear it. Thank you for all of the love on the New Truth podcast. If you haven't already, subscribing to our podcast, giving us a rating and leaving a review makes a huge difference. And we're so grateful for you and for following along with us. We've got some more epic interviews coming up this summer. And we really, really love and appreciate all of your questions for us in the Facebook group too, like letting us know what you want to hear on upcoming episodes. Yes. Love you so much. And if you aren't already in my expanded love masterclass, I would love to teach you all about the saboteur. I'm going super, super deep this week. It's now day two, um, but easy for you to get caught up. I'm going live inside a private Facebook community every day from 12 Pacific till one and teaching each saboteur archetype every single day. So you can, you can get really clear on what yours is and how to break free from letting her lead. And I'll be sharing a lot of tips and tools on how to do that. So definitely link, we'll, we'll um, put the link below, or if you go to Kate Harlow XO or um, my Instagram, it's in there or expandedlovemethod.com is my website. It's on there as well. So register for the masterclass. would love to see you there. And um, if you can't catch the lives, you can totally watch the recordings that throughout that week. And it's free. It's, it's free. free. Five days. <laughs> totally. It's amazing. It's, it's my favorite. I haven't done it since last summer. Um, it's only the second time I'm running it. So it's uh, pretty special. I would love to see you there. We love you. Fall in love with yourself. Know that you are enough with or without a partner and do the work to get to know who you are so that your life can be surrounded by people who really see you and appreciate you and honor you. So thank you for being with us and we'll see you next time. See you soon. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.